I mentioned that I've seen people report and I saw for myself that there are limits. Like for one kilo bars, there's a 10 per customer limit. And I asked, why is there a limit? She said, to make sure that everybody can get some. And I said, but here's Richard Hayes saying they have plenty of silver. Why do you need to do a limit? Was this always the case that there's been a limit? She said, no, she wasn't sure exactly when, but about a week and a week and a half ago. So basically, when Richard Hayes started doing interviews, calling anybody who says there's an issue, a complete fruit loop, is the exact same time when they place the limit on the bars. Yep. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Mark is here with you for Arcadia Economics. And tonight, a video that I think you'll find a bit intriguing. I've talked in the past week about how there were a lot of bizarre statements coming out of the Perth Mint that were in contradiction to what John Adams was reporting, contradiction to what I've seen a lot of people posting on Twitter and what people have been sending me personally. So again, I wanted to do what was appropriate, investigate, not count on anybody else's words. So I called the Perth Mint last night and it was quite a hoot. I tried to give the Perth or Richard Hayes the chance to address some of the inconsistencies I've found. And with that said, uh, why don't we just play this clip because I was quite honored to be called on to Sprott Money News for their weekly wrap up today, where we talked about it. Perhaps the only last thing that I'll add before we get started is. Now, for the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to The Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, April the 2nd, 2021. It's time for your weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us and sitting in for Eric this week is Chris Marcus. His website is Arcadia Economics. We've had Chris on before. He's a renowned expert uh, and author. And it's great to have his input this week for the weekly wrap-up. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Greg. Sure is a pleasure to be here. Uh, always fun to talk with you and especially with the interesting things going on in the market. So really having a lot of fun. And by the way, I called the Perth Mint yesterday. To, if you want to talk about that, amongst other things, just let me know. We are definitely going to talk about that, my friend. Uh, before we get started, uh, and we will focus on silver here and the ongoing shortages around the planet. Uh, before we get started, though, we got to talk about SprottMoney.com because we do have some silver in stock. You've been waiting for the right time to buy some precious metals. That time might be now. We've got Royal Canadian Mint Gold and Silver Maples. We've got 100-ounce silver bars and many other bestsellers such as our Sprott Silver Rounds, all well-priced at SprottMoney.com. You can buy them directly online. But if you want to talk to a human being and you've got some questions, just give us a call at 888-861-0775 and someone from the Sprott team will be happy to help you. As we get rolling here this week, it's important to note that the U.S. markets are closed here on Friday. You'll see some trading electronically uh, as the spot price moves. And then we'll also be seeing uh, the Globex price action that kind of follows that. But it'll be very light volume, again, with the U.S. markets closed. 
course, Friday also brings the uh, latest employment report here in the U.S. That'll be driving uh, both the bond market and the dollar, which in turn will move the precious metals, uh, maybe have a bigger impact on Monday than it will on Friday. But we'll keep an eye on all of that today. It's been a very interesting week with the metals getting sold off sharply back on Monday and Tuesday, but then rallying back and recapturing most of those losses Wednesday and Thursday. Finally appears that after a full three-point move in the dollar index over the course of the month of March, that maybe it's easing a little bit. It certainly had gotten overbought. Having the dollar come back down is helping as the computers that trade the futures contracts that's one of their key inputs on a daily basis. And having the dollar fall some has helped silver in particular. But also we've seen interest rates come back down too. Ten-year note perhaps has double topped up near 1.75%. It's back down uh, to about 168 as I speak. And so maybe we're going to get some easing of interest rates as well. And that might help the recovery if, if not just the bounce in the precious metals. We've got a lot going on in the precious metals as the second quarter begins. But one of the themes that is carried with us out of the first quarter is the ongoing silver squeeze movement. Sprott Money and all of the other major North American dealers were simply sold out of product back in early February as the Reddit crowd and the Wall Street silver crowd and all the other silver and gold investors wiped out the inventory by buying it all up over the course of a weekend. And the industry has tried to catch up ever since. It has created all sorts of little supply squeezes, uh, not only at the wholesale level, but also the retail level. And now we're starting to really get some interest uh, worldwide in taking a long, hard look at some of the unallocated accounts that are run uh, in Australia, in Canada, in Switzerland. What do you really own? If you own precious metal in an unallocated form, oh sure, the fees for storing it and insuring it are less, but do you really have a claim on that metal? Uh, maybe if you wait 90 days, you have a claim, but what if there's a whole bunch of other people that have a claim and they show up before you? Would you rather not have actual physical metal in your hands now? And if that's the case, what kind of jam does that put in the mints and the bullion dealers that offer these unallocated accounts? This is a very weak link in the pricing scheme uh, that is used to price precious metals. And it's something that is suddenly getting exposed a little bit. I wrote about it a couple of months ago uh, here at Sprott Money saying, watch these unallocated accounts. If, if they start to show stress and are being forced to make delivery of metal that they don't have on hand, well, that might really set up an interesting problem. So my friend here, Chris Marcus, has been sniffing this out over the last week or two. And uh, Chris doesn't hold back. He just goes right in there, starts making phone calls and trying to find out directly for himself uh, what people have to say whenever there's a big story, like a good reporter should. So Chris, thank you for joining me today. I'm really interested to hear what you've learned as of late. Uh, let's get right into uh, the Perth Mint story. This is something that's been percolating on Reddit on Twitter and around the internet now for a couple of weeks as there's a lot of question about what holders of unallocated metal at the Perth Mint actually own. I know you've uh, been, like I said, kind of doing some uh, elbow work trying to find out what's actually going on. What do you have to share with us today? Well, I did call the Perth Mint because I've been a little confused by Richard Hayes. He's the CEO of the Perth Mint and he had some 
rather cryptic comments in recent interviews that I was perplexed by, partly because, you know, I listen to some keyboard thumpers like you and John Adams, and I do talk to some of those Reddit ape buffoons. So, you know, I mean, by all means, I'll, I'll, I won't be upfront, completely transparent, unlike some of the other people in the bullying industry, in that, you know, if I'm a conspiracy theorist or a keyboard thumper, which is a new term, or no, keyboard, keyboard warrior, keyboard warrior, warrior. I like pretending you said keyboard thumper because it's just kind of funny. The whole thing is quite absurd in reality. Craig, I guess, if, actually, if I could ask you one question, you mentioned about the, uh, the Sprott money. I'm curious if, if customers call Sprott money and are buying silver, do the brokers at Sprott money act as if they're offended by that? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't. They're in the business as an online dealer of uh, actually filling orders, fulfilling orders. Uh, you can take delivery or you can store it with Sprott Money, but they're happy to help you convert your fiat cash into physical metal. No doubt about that. I mean, I've never met Eric Sprott. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, you know him pretty well. Have you ever heard him refer to his customers in a manner like keyboard warriors or basically express, and don't take my word for it, people can go listen to his interviews, but it sounds like outright disgust for his clients buying their products. And I was confused by that, which is part of why I called last night. But do you understand that or am I missing something there? No, you're not. Again, I, you're referring to Richard Hayes, who is the CEO of the Perth Mint. And uh, yeah, he has shown uh, apparent disdain for customers. I, I remember, Chris, a couple of years ago, writing an article called Kitco um, Commits Corporate Suicide, because in a similar vein, uh, Peter Hug of Kitco had put out a report that said uh, 25 to 50% of all precious metals investors are kooks and lunatics. And I thought, why would you describe your customers that way? But anyway, so maybe that's prevalent in the industry. I know Eric doesn't feel that way, but maybe that, you know, if you're in the insiders club, that's how you look at it. I mean, I think, you know, Andy Sheckman, who I do business with. So I refer clients to them and, uh, you know, he's been doing gold and silver sales. I believe he did an interview with the Reddit group. He looked at it as promotion. Right. And I'm, I'm confused why an institution that's advertising itself as one of the largest gold and silver dealers Everyone else I know in the silver industry is, is incredible. Or I'm darn grateful. A year ago, I, you know, we had a business that we didn't know how to monetize. And now conditions for us have been great. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. I know a lot of people who work at bullion shops, filling orders. They're doing a lot of business and they're making money. And everyone else seems to be happy about that. But Richard Hayes, what is he so pissed off about? There, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe I do. But I'll just say that again you know the way i was raised hey maybe i'm a smart ass sometimes maybe i don't get everything right but i try to be i don't try to be accountable I, I am accountable if i say something i don't go looking for fights i understand i i, I spent time on wall street i see when you get sucked into negative energy the cost of that and i left that for a reason I walked away without a salary for a reason so i'm not going around trying to get myself in legal trouble or pick fights because I have nothing better to do. But the, frankly, the stuff the guy is saying doesn't make sense. We have John Adams, 
who I've known, I think, over, it's at least over a year. So, I mean, it's not like it's the first time I've heard of John Adams, and he's reporting all this stuff. He's reporting customers telling him this, customers telling him that. I'm getting emails from, I have a lot of viewers in Australia, and I'm getting similar stories, yet I'm thinking, well, there were some things already that didn't add up that I vocalized on my show. But then as I'm hearing more and more, you know, I don't want to sit there and say, well, this guy's doing this guy's doing that because John said it or because Craig said it or Santa Claus said it, but at least, you know, do things in a responsible way. I understand my career is over if I ever become a, you know, incompetent journalist or just start doing an agenda. And I've gone through the hard parts of life, I like to think. So it's kind of nice. My life is good now. So just by doing <laughs> reporting, so I don't have any interest in doing anything else. I've never had any interest. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, all right, well, this stuff is really starting to sound weird because John Adams is, I don't want to say he called Richard Hayes a liar, although he certainly presented a lot of evidence that, let's say, would make it seem like Richard Hayes was directly lying. It certainly contradicts Richard Hayes. I listened to your show last Friday on TF Metals Report. Great, great subscription, by the way. See that there, Craig? Yeah, um, thank you. And you mentioned that you had interviewed him a couple of years earlier and didn't seem to be on the same page as him. Went back and listened to the interview you did with him, and I'm confused because then the Perth Mint, uh, a couple of days ago, they tweet out, you know, we have plenty of silver and we're inviting this journalist in to take pictures. Right. I'm thinking, well, you know, that that's great. I didn't realize at the time, someone else points out, the guy that they're inviting in to take pictures has 72 Twitter followers, which I'm not trying to say that's the character of someone's work, but just, you know, there's like Craig or, or, or for example, you know, Rob Keynes, who's, who, who's been doing this for a while. People know who he is. They've heard his track record and he has an auditing background. Would be a little more convincing to me yet, you know, I've heard Bix Weir talk about how they they do leases and there's stuff on their website talking about leases. And here's John Adams basically accusing him of a lot of stuff that I sure wouldn't want people saying about me. I mean, Craig, if I have a downside, it's like I'm like sometimes like Marty McFly when I catch someone like lying and ripping people off. I don't it, I don't I've, I've never learned how to like handle that and be like, oh, I'm cool with that. So so you called down there. Chris, you you got the someone from the Perth Mint on the phone. And by the way, I'd suggest uh, anybody call the number, verify what I'm saying, see what they tell you, because rather than answer John Adams, rather than I offered to host an interview with John Adams or Richard Hayes, no response. They just say they're going to do that. So I called last night. I don't know, it's about eleven o'clock Central Time. While I'm on hold, they, they had to put me on hold before I get a broker because of demand and the message is talking about the accelerated demand and so forth. I'm like, well, that's kind of amusing. Finally, a woman gets on the phone and I was asking about the availability of silver because actually earlier in the day, I had spoken with someone who's a gold and silver dealer that has the ability and was interested in trying to place a large order to see what's really available. So I was being completely truthful when I said, I, I'm, I'm active in the silver market. I have clients that are interested in silver. I've heard Richard Hayes and that there's plenty of silver available. And she says, yeah, there's plenty of silver. I said, how many thousand ounce bars? She said somewhere between 50 and 100. 
but you have to have the account open, which US people can't do. So basically, fast forward, I mentioned that I've seen people report and I saw for myself that there are limits, like for one kilo bars, there's a 10 per customer limit. Think that's the same for thousand ounce bars? And I asked, why is there a limit? She said, to make sure that everybody can get some. I said, but here's Richard Hayes saying they have plenty of silver. Why do you need to do a limit? Craig, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but you're active in the bullion industry. Like, if you have plenty of product and people are paying, you know, to talk about a year about how the dealers are scalping, and which I disagree with, but people are paying eight, nine, ten bucks over spot. If they have all the silver, why is there a limit? Do you know that? I'm, I'm asking because I can't figure it out. I'll tell you what she said, but I still, I still don't understand it. Do you have any idea? I, I would suspect it's because you don't have it on hand. Well, she just said so that some people could get some. And I said, what, was this always the case that there's been a limit? She said no. She wasn't sure exactly when, but about a week and a week and a half ago. So basically, when Richard Hayes started doing interviews, calling anybody who says there's an issue, a complete fruit loop, is the exact same time when they place the limit on the bars. Yep. Now, is it starting to sound like this guy's watching a little too much Goldman Sachs or CPM group yet? Well, and Chris, remember the the Perth Mint has kind of an implied backing by the government of Western Australia. So I don't know if that allows them to feel a little more comfortable in their financial footing because it even says on their website, you know, if, if we're unable to deliver the actual metal out of these unallocated accounts that, hey, we're backed by the government of Western Australia. So we'll just give you cash. So maybe that, you know, like any other government bureaucrat, maybe that skews how they look at things. Well, unless the government of, of Australia is uh, hiring Keith Newmeyer on the weekends, I don't know what that means. And for, that doesn't make, as, hey, I'll just say, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. No. Well, and it's, it, see, these unallocated accounts in the first place, uh, they're really just exposure to price. People worldwide that think that they own actual metal. That's not the case. That's not what you signed up for. You signed up for, well, okay, if you ever didn't want some, give us 30, 60, 90 days, we'll get it to you. But if everybody shows up at once, there's no metal there. There's not enough for everybody. And that's what this broker is basically telling you. We got to have a little bit for everybody. You know, it's like it's no different, Chris, when you say than a run on your local bank. You know, if they've got a million dollars in the vault and, and one person shows up wanting a million dollar withdrawal, they'll say, no, we'll give you a hundred, you know, 10,000 so that when other people show up, we got some cash for them too. It's a fractional reserve system. Well, Craig, I think those are valid questions. But when I mentioned to this woman, I was saying, you know, frankly, I don't know that I'd feel co comfortable because what you're saying doesn't match what the CEO is saying. And I'm trying to understand that. And I mentioned, I also do a silver show. I have thousands of people who watch each night. These are questions that they're asking. These are the people who are buying. I'm like, to be, and I, I don't have, I'm not trying to trick anyone. They said, to be flat out honest, I'm trying to find the truth. But right now, right. incredibly hard for me to believe that Richard Hayes is telling the truth. And so I said, if he wants to come up, I have a show. And there's a guy, John Adams, that's basically saying what he's saying is not true. And if you'd like to have him discuss that, I'd be happy to host that. And she says, well, you can email uh, something at uh, all orders at Perth Mint or something. I'm like, I just told you that there's a lot of people accusing the CEO of your organization of saying a lot, basically a lot of stuff that he's saying is contradicting. 
You're telling me to send an email that said, do you want to put me on hold and talk to him and let him know what I'm telling you? Because certainly if somebody worked for me and received that phone call and they just hung up without getting that person's information or finding me immediately, they would not be working for me. Sure. Yeah. Hold me to that standard for the rest of my time on this earth. And so I'm, I'm saying this, this sounds odd. I'm like, do you want to, do you want to email him and let him know, do you want my information? And, I'm, and, and she's like, well, you can email Perth. And I'm like, right now, you know what? It's about 11 o'clock here. I'm out walking my dog. I'm going to go out for a while. What if I don't remember the, the email address? Or what if I get home and I feel like doing something else? And she's like, well, I'll pass along the message. And I said, what's my name? <laughs> she didn't remember my name. She didn't know where. So she, even if she did tell him, it's okay. Some guy said you're lying. Yeah, some guy. And some, I'm trying and she's saying, well, what, what is it you want me to do? And I said, I don't want you at this point. I don't need you to do anything, but I'm letting you know that I'm a silver analyst. I left Wall Street because I've seen a ton of crap like this. What this guy's saying is increasingly becoming harder to believe. And instead of sending a journalist that nobody knows about to take pictures, you don't, I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving him a chance to defend himself because it sure seems like he's lying. And she lets me off the phone without taking my information and... By the way, I will add that I did have my assistant attempt to contact them, and she emailed orders at Perth Mint, and it got email returned as undeliverable. Alexandra Lucchese at Perth Mint is the media person, got an out-of-office reply, and an e said to email Kira Felstad at Perth Mint. Kira was no reply. And info at Perth Mint, autoresponder about delays due to COVID. Well... Uh, Chris, let's let's kind of wrap up with this. It's not just the Perth Mint. Uh, there are credible reports in, in uh, this John Adams, who works for a bullion company in Australia, has checked out what are credible reports of trouble at ABC Bullion with their uh, unallocated accounts. ABC Bullion, the largest private bullion dealer in Australia. But again, this is not just an Australian problem. And again, it is a carryover from what has been this fractional reserve scheme that has been persisted for decades where there's far more beneficial owners to every ounce than there are <laughs> ounces. <laughs> and uh, with the limited amount of silver that's mined every year getting completely devoured by industrial and investment demand, there's just not much room for error. So again, as we wrap up, Chris, what this is going to be an ongoing story. This isn't going to end in the next couple of days, what what else? Uh, where do you see this headed? Let's put it that way. What else will you be looking for? I guess the thing is, the, and the reason I felt it was important to call is because it seems weird. And if this guy's not being truthful, and I've heard Andy Sheckman talked about last year, Perth was supplying to Comex. That basically Perth bailed everyone out last year. Now we're getting reports of people can't get their metal from Perth. They're rationing on their website. They're confirming that. So if he's not telling the truth. That's a pretty darn important sign, given what we've seen over the past two months, where we're seeing metal fly out of the COMEX, coincidentally, right after Jeff Curry and J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs pulled this same exact scheme where they went on TV lying about it. Yep. So a couple last notes, if I may. I, the last of the thing I said to her is like, can I, can I, would, would he be interested in doing an interview? And she says, no, he already did his interviews. I said, so he did some interviews where he gave stuff that certainly doesn't add up, and now he has nothing to say. So that says what it is. Another uh, article in my research I found, 
two of the world's largest banks, HSBC and JP Morgan, have stopped buying gold from the Perth Mint, citing potential damage to their reputation and concerns that the government-owned refiner could lose its London accreditation. JP Morgan and HSBC don't even want to do business with them. So hmm. I tried to give Richard the chance to speak for himself. I don't have any interest in un inappropriately besmirching someone, but the guy's saying stuff that's not true. And there's, there's a lot of people who have already been cheated for decades. I tried to give him the chance to defend himself, and I'm reporting honestly and accurately what happened. And let me just say, after doing a little research over the past 24 hours, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I found. And if anyone wants to meet and discuss this in a courtroom with an honest legal judge in a safe environment, you let me know and I'll put my hand to a Bible on anything I've said here, anytime. Chris, I'm excited to see where this goes from here for the obvious reasons. Uh, you'll have more reporting on this in the days to come. Tell everybody again where they can find you both on the internet and on YouTube. Yeah, you can find, uh, my website is arcadeeconomics.com. We're in the process of making a PDF that we'll have. We'll start, I'll keep updating this information. People can see the links for themselves. Um, some of these stories, I mean, Craig, you, you'll probably want to read the link about when Richard Hayes talks about uh, one of the distinguishing features of the Perth Mint is that they were developing a futures contract. <laughs> And uh, what was different about theirs is that you could actually get the medal. So we'll have that all organized. Um, again, I'll be covering on my show, Arcade Economics, on YouTube. And I might add that I heard John Adams just got banned from Twitter. And I know there's a lot of issues going around. And fortunately, I have a lot of great people on my team. And we've been coming up with alternate solutions Right now, there's a fellow who's already built silvergold.tv, um, and he's looking for great content providers. We're participating with them. Great fellow named Walter. So no matter what, I'm going to be out there doing what I feel is right and uh, sharing the best information that I can about silver because there's a lot of stuff that, frankly, I think isn't true, and I think people deserve to know. So I appreciate you having me on here appreciate everything you've done. You've been a great teacher to me. And it's when I think back 2009, sitting on the New York Stock Exchange, reading Sprott articles. And now that I'm being invited to be on the show, it's, it's quite an honor. And I, and I thank everyone involved for that. Well, you're very kind to say that. And again, just reminded everybody, this is a three-day weekend uh, with Friday being the Christian observance of Good Friday. <laughs> That's right. So we want to wish everybody a happy and safe Easter. And again, remind you, we've got to get the word out on these things. So if you like the weekly wrap-up, if you like the uh, Sprott Ask the Expert segment, if you like the week, the monthly, I should say, video series with Chris Vermeulen, please make sure you like, you share, and you subscribe to whichever channel you're listening to. That'll help us get the word out. And of course, for all of your uh, desires to get actual physical metal, none of this unallocated stuff, SprottMoney.com is uh, where you want to check first, or you can always just call us, 888-861-0775. What a fascinating discussion with Chris Marcus. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. <laughs>